It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. Welcome to Time Enough Podcast, where we talk about the Twilight Zone and beyond. It's going to be a little while before we get to beyond. I was asked, why are you saying and beyond now? You have like five seasons of the proper show to do. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm, you have this, I'm, I'm you have this pathological seeds. need. You have this pathological need to talk about what we're doing later. Like the podcast we just recorded, you absolutely had to bring up that we were recording this podcast now afterwards. Right. Cool. <laughs> 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 Uh, this, this is, this is Matt you know, living in the future. Just living in the future. Hi, it's Mark. I'm living the. I'm living in the past. Okay. No, I, I have the. I have the pathological compulsion to just to say too much information all the time. <laughs> At least you're not. Okay, I shouldn't open that door. I um, won't. No, I'm not going to do it for your adult or non-adult only podcast. Right. Non-adult only. Rated. I T thought you might podcast. I thought you might end up talking about your fungus or something. That's TMI, right? Not that you and have I, one. I'm just uh, and you're, I you're hypothetical. You're hypothetical one. Yeah, I stopped, and <laughs> you're giving everyone a preview of the next R-rated podcast we do. <laughs> well, you're gonna have our after dark podcast. Um, actually, though, yeah, part of the I, I guess I'll be getting into the trivia a little bit uh, today is a nice place to visit. And apparently this episode was a bit racy for the censors, weirdly. Like, hmm. th this episode was a tad bit too horny for 1960, apparently. Here, you you have to take five dames out. Only three dames allowed in this. Well, too many yeah, dames. Th that was kind of it. Um, here, <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't imagine what else, what else could it possibly have been. Well, and he here, wasn't... Uh, here's straight uh, from the wiki. A nice place to visit was singled out for its brazen sexual innuendo program practices request that valentine not refer to a girl as a broad really stacked <laughs> even though the crudity was essential to establishing the unsavory qualities of the character nor could the protagonist refer to the party as a ball because that word had more than one meaning <laughs> <laughs> in another sequence of a voluptuous young lady tends to valentine's every need then says is there anything else i can do for you CBS's comment, please be certain that the girl's third speech be delivered in a sweet manner as described. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, now I guess I'll read, you know, the trivia I actually put together for this. I, I just since our conversation went that way, I said, wait a minute. Yeah, I remember something that I did not put in my trivia. So now so I do part that Two trivia part, part two. two, part two. It's a Charles Beaumont script, which probably accounts for the touch of wackiness in this tale. He's one of the four or five writers that definitely takes claim to a bit of the Twilight Zone's territory. Now, Beaumont wanted Mickey Rooney to play Valentine. And if Rooney wasn't available, he wanted Serling to take on the job himself. I'll second that emotion. But in the end, Serling did not want to do it, nor did Mickey Rooney. So instead, we get Larry Blyden playing Valentine. His main gig was on Broadway, where he was hardcore enough to score an acting Tony. 
He was about to make a jump to game show host in the mid-70s, but some wild off-roading in Morocco cut that off, as well as his life. It's like a real-life Twilight Zone, I guess. Mr. Pip is Sebastian Cabot, who showed up in CBS shows like Kismet and Family Affair. Don't know what those are. Sorry. He also did a lot of voice work and lended that instrument to some notable Disney films such as The Sword in the Stone, The Jungle Book, and Maudible Winnie the Pooh Adventures. The many adventures. Oh, that sounds right. It's been a few ticks since I watched The Jungle Book. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just because he looks like the well, I you, I mean, what did you think when you saw him? Uh, I was thinking about Orson Welles. Oh, okay. Kind of. I was thinking <laughs> about John Reese Davies mm -hmm. sliders. I was like, man, if this was made in the nineties, that would have been who they cast. I think the first thing I was like, is this Santa Claus? Yeah. Is this, it, is this uh, um, what executive Santa Claus? Well, the guy even the said, guy needs uh, to have a Christmas time job. He called. He actually called him Santa Claus. Do you have to maintain? Do you have to maintain your Santa all year if you're a Santa, or can you like I think? Can you slim up and shave during the summer? I think so, but you really need to have like a professional Santa Claus on your show. Mm. Oh, he <laughs> is Bagheera the Panther. Oh, the okay, okay. Sorry, you're, these are all these names. I just yeah, it's been a while since I Jungle Booked. Uh, the the yeah, animated. The well, the 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 anime has been playing in the house, but not the animation. So, mm. and I haven't been watching the anime. Yeah. I, I don't want. I don't really feel like watching the thirty part you know volleyball school anime anime is both better and worse than disney films yes <laughs> um you know i mean it's cool if that's if you're into that man i keep wanting to say manga because well, there's a lot of manga in the house too but any manga yeah um i will hit you up with a prologue for this once i click a few buttons shazam there you go Portrait of a man at work. The only work he's ever done. The only work he knows. His name is Henry Francis Valentine. But he calls himself Rocky. Because that's the way his life has been. Rocky. And perilous and uphill at a dead run all the way. He's tired now. Tired of running or wanting of waiting for the breaks that come to others, but were never to him, never to Rocky Valentine. A scared, angry little man. He thinks it's all over now, but he's wrong. For Rocky Valentine, it's just the beginning. Okay, I guess we don't have any listeners anymore, but... That, <laughs> that was, was your really inner, hard. That was your inner child, was it? I don't know. I, I made up a voice. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Why don't you? Yeah. Show I, business. <laughs> but um, okay. I don't know. I I guess that's that's the real voice of Rocky Valentine. Then that is the voice of no one in this episode. <laughs> that's, really that's how Mister Pip talks to himself when he's alone. <laughs> yeah, that's Mister Pip's assistant. <laughs> you got to give me a name for that. What's Mister? Who's Mister Pip's assistant? B Barry. Sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> B E R R Y. Yeah. We do have B E R. -R yeah, sure. Um, 
No, B E A R R Y. Actually, that's the name of a snack shop at Nagano Station. I'm mean, not a snack B- shop, a, a souvenir shop. It's a B E A R Y. All right. Bear and then like a gummy bears. No, gummy bears. No, 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 no gummy nothing. bears there. Bear yeah, I, don't, I don't think they understand that the name they're using uses the word bear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they just thought it sounded cool. I mean, good yeah, for them. Something like that. Um, we got a few of the the Twilight Zone kind of archetypes populating here because we we have the uh irredeemable thug that rod just like dumpster dives straight from the prologue (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah and then the the weird whimsical old man who who seems kind of satanic or something maybe he i I don't know is pip satan or is is he just saying i guess he's he's more of a lesser demon i guess i think he's yeah he's sort of like a um Ma- lower management demon I'm, I'm not really sure i'm i still have a really hard time wrapping my head around the structure of a of an afterlife that's mm. supposed to contain everyone i mean angels and demons would be the same thing it all just depends on the context right maybe he's getting... like a quantum quantum ai that exists in everyone's world at once i i don't entirely understand the whole thing where uh where Rocky was just skeptical for almost the entire episode and then the uh and then Mr. Pip just kind of kept dancing around the issue until the very end of what I think was how long was he there for a month? Yeah. Feels like it would have been much more effective if he'd waited like I don't know a 100 years. Cuz yeah, you can I mean even though the show's 25 minutes, you could make that time jump. Was that too much of a time jump for a 1960 television audience? Probably. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I if, think, if nothing you, really well, changes. Like, well, you, the thing is, that you're supposed to be springing that on the audience as well as as Rocky. But as I put in my notes, Rocky is the perfect audience surrogate for, you know, about a season into this TV series because all of us are just like, "What is this? What's the catch?" <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I I suppose so. Sorry, that was just a whole bunch of noises there that didn't really make a point. Um, <laughs> what did I make? No- did my thing was my thing fritzing out? No, no, my my voice was fritzing out because I was like making noises but saying nothing. Um, <laughs> oh, weird. Um, so what I was going to say is, oh, and that went out of my mind because I was explaining the last thing. Okay, I think my brain broke. <laughs> yeah. I've got it. An escape clause. It took the guy like one day to get fed up and use his escape clause. Like, like yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. He had a trial, so maybe it was a month for him. It just seemed like a day. It seemed like they really quickly pushed him through. No, he would have had a full mm. trial. So, okay, he put himself in the legal system after one day. He effectively ended like anything useful he's going to do with his life. Yes, and uh, I would assume that being in jail, sort of like this where I don't even think this version of hell is going to be particularly un uh, intolerable. Right. It's boring, like yes. But maybe it's just, to him, it's boring. Exactly. I mean, to him, it's hell. He's too gambling-focused, right? He's like, he's too competitive. He want, he want, I mean, I don't know. Do some people just need to be driven by a competition all the time? Maybe that. Maybe that's why he kept just pulling a gun on Mr. Pip over and over and, and shooting him. <laughs> I mean, sort of out of nowhere. I mean, he's got all the ladies. Can it be like, oh, that was too perfect? That's the funny thing is that he, yeah, he, um, just the funny thing is that he's skeptical. Yeah, he's skeptical 
about part of it, but then he's not skeptical about always winning. He's he's more skeptical about him being handed a nice apartment than he is about winning at gambling over and over. Yeah, I mean, why doesn't he like getting to like tantric sex, man? Because if everyone's there to to please him in the most perfect way, he can like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, be imaginative, dude. The censors would not allow tantric sex in this episode. No, I get that. I get that. I'm just like trying to think. Of it. <laughs> I know. I was just trying to tie it into the uh, trivia, but um... or he could, you know, become a creative instead of a competitor. I mean, you know, it's fine being a competitor. He's just been put in a place where competition's like out the window, right? Do you think that? Do you think that this? episode is sort of implying that people who are criminals have no imagination possibly i mean they should have imagination they need to know how to crim right maybe maybe not maybe bad people just are like i don't know i just want the coins to come out of the shoot ah, you know it's just like that well i guess there's smarter criminals and dumber ones and as uh, the prologue in this makes it clear this is one of the dumber ones yeah he got shot and didn't even remember it like he forgot that he forgot that he got shot to death. It's like, oh yeah, I got shot to death. Well, we repressed traumatic memories, right? From like yesterday? Sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> that's I think that's maybe also uh, a thing is that this implies that criminals are dumb and have a short memory. Yeah. I mean, this is this is Matrix Cipher's dream, but Valentine doesn't even want the juicy steak. He makes Pip eat it. <laughs> he's a hilariously stupid and ineffective goon but he's i guess he's good at well i don't think he's even a good criminal because he does get just shot to death right trying to climb up a wall i don't know it seems like <laughs> maybe he's just what if that was his well no i would say what if that's his first bank robbery but they do start going over his crimes at the uh trippy file cabinets on the top of the stairs and oh yeah if that's supposed to be the Ashkashic record it's somewhat lacking it's like 20 file cabinets i guess the idea is they go on forever but that that makes them practical i i thought it was pretty trippy myself no no I mean, it, I, it was fun it was it was, it was small was, but yeah you know it was a nice touch to me personally for people that have an internet they can access it was quite quaint <laughs> <laughs> that is the internet in hell i i do like that um I, I do like that he calls the cops screws right yeah, that before was he real gets fun. shot. Right before he gets shot and dies. Like, Surprised they let the censors let that happen. Well, I think maybe that didn't quite have the meaning, you know? Like I, I was looking I, maybe at maybe it just didn't at all, yeah. Because I was looking at bad album covers yesterday and nineteen sixty two or something had, you know, songs for gay dogs, which <laughs> the dude sitting in a comfy chair with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, that was fine in 1962, right? <laughs> I guess so. I just, I never even heard a copper fridge was a screw before. So it just that, that, that dropped out of favor so quickly, I guess. Well, next time you get pulled over, you know, you'll know what to say. Oh, you're some kind of screw. And then that's exactly what to say. Yes. And then what was George Carlin recommend? Do you, do you say, okay, give me the ticket so I can check it for errors. And then you rip it up, <laughs> wad it up, throw it in the cop's face. It's <laughs> a great idea. And call him a screw. Right. See, he didn't have that part because he was telling the joke like 20 years later when that when that word. I mean, no he, he, was he, was, no, he was using he was the word. He was no, he was using the word. He was using the word. But not not in that particular. 
I guess it's like a screw up, but why would you call the cops a screw up? That doesn't make quite sense. No idea. I've never I mean, like I, I have no reference, no point of reference. Pigs make sense. At work, at work, um, we have these, you know, for the kids that we have crafts and stuff, right? So we had these finger puppets, but the copies really bad and they're hard to color. So I was they, tracing them to make newer, cleaner ones. And I, mm-hmm. after I finished, I was like, oh, I should have changed Dr. Sh- uh, Dr. She- no, it's Pig Chef. And the sheep was a cop. That was actually, that makes sense. Sheep was hmm. a cop. I was like, oh, I should have redrawn it to make the cop a pig. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, why don't you redo it? I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Took a while to trace. <laughs> and I had to trace a robot too. Yeah, I've been doing lots of tracing recently. Wow, <laughs> that's good. I I certainly haven't. Hmm. I don't think um, the uh, I don't think Rocky would sit around tracing in hell. Oh, well, he's got a thousand. He's got an eternity. So I shouldn't even say a thousand years. He's got an eternity. At some point, he might want to learn to trace. He'd just be like, "No, all I do is gamble, and then become bored of gambling." <laughs> and then, oh, he wanted to rob a bank in hell, also. But, yeah. but not if it was easy. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it, it, he could do it for the nostalgia, I guess. Well, but but then the door was locked, so it seems like maybe at the end it was going to take a turn, but maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> I, I did like when he goes into his clothes closet. It's just like just a little pre-Austin Powers. Like, give it a few more years, that would have been a full-on proper Austin Powers clothes closet. I feel like they they left a good joke on the table when he was like, "It's yellow, your favorite color," and it's black and white. Right, right. Oh, that. And then tie he was puts horrible. on a different tie. <laughs> I don't. Know, I couldn't tell what color it, it was. And he tucks the tie into his belt. Is that a thing people do? Uh, maybe it's so it doesn't flap around when you rob a bank. I get okay. I guess so. It, keep, uh, yeah, it keeps it nice, and and I get planted on your chest, I suppose. But I don't know. It's just like sometimes you might want to take your jacket off, and then then you look like a derp. So you don't want to take a tie. You don't want to take the tie to the bank robbery because. And someone could grab you by the tie and punch you in the face. Just like that incredible sequence where talking about why superheroes don't shouldn't have capes. Exactly. <laughs> Do get sucked into the jet intake. Or long hair. <laughs> right, right, right. That that must have been the problem. Yeah, okay. Um, let's see what else we got going on on this one before I start questioning you with questions. Uh, the casino. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I was wondering if you know Connery was at the next, as the next table over. Probably like a pre, no, not Connery, a, a pre-Connery James Bond, like the TV Bond from like the fifties. Wait, you, there's a are, TV Bond. Yeah, Casino Royale was originally made as a TV, like movie, like one of those Playhouse '90s sort of things. I think it was a TV thing. Uh, with James Bond as an American. What? Yeah, I didn't the, know this at all. In the, in the first filmed iteration of James Bond, Bond is American. What? Why? Wow! Well, this, my, this is like when I found out there were like three versions of Wizard of Oz before the. Uh, well, obviously the this one didn't take, and then there, and then because uh, the other Casino Royale, there's the movie where James Bond is like what twenty different people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like twenty James Bonds. <laughs> Maybe they can do that with uh, whatever they do next. I mean, that was supposed. To, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. They could like take everyone that like everyone talking about that they want to be james bond so you get tom hardy and idris elba and just put them all in the movie and make it a comedy make it like the imaginarium of dr parnassus of dr bondiastus 
Yes, exactly. Bond, bond <laughs> and then there will be a big sequence at the end that you you aren't supposed to spoil for people, but at the end, James Bond becomes uh, CGI Sean Connery. And it's like, oh, it's the true James Bond. But then he opens his shirt and like out of his chest are coming like the faces of all these other Bonds. Like yeah, screaming. because he stole them. <laughs> he stole their souls. <laughs> then he meets Ian Fleming and Ian Fleming, whatever, they kiss and then the movie ends. Right. So. Okay. There, we've made the blockbuster <laughs> 2023 in theory. Okay. <laughs> Something I'm obviously not even remotely interested in. <laughs> even like Dr. Parnassus wasn't even like a pretty it wasn't even a very good Terry Gilliam film. But I didn't mm. see it, probably because I heard that. So um <laughs> yeah. uh well okay, what hit were your quoting song lyrics before we start getting into the show? Heaven is a place where nothing ever happens. This is David Burns heaven. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. He I yeah. I don't think either of I don't think either him or um what's the name of the guy who wrote the script again? <laughs> I don't Charles think Beaumont. either of these, Charles Beaumont or David Byrne, are the first people to have that idea. But that's always, I think that's fascinated anybody who's given any real thought to like, what would heaven even be like? Would it get boring? Would it be full of people you don't like? Would it be boring and full of people you don't like? Wait, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, okay, he doesn't dislike the people. They just don't have a personality, I suppose. The only person with any personality is Pip, is it? I think he dislikes everyone. Oh, okay. Because he's bored. I mean, kind of. That's yeah. that's a my armchair psychiatrist. Yeah, I guess he's just never guy. He's never going to find anyone he particularly likes, which is again you it, so I mean, create, it's his own hell. He he created the hell, right? There's all this uh sort of like supernatural afterlife stuff going on, but it it it's hell because that's what he decided to make it. He literally shot the guy who gave him a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's a quote near the end. He's going to have to live with it. I'm like, no, he won't. He's already dead. So, ah, well, ah. Uh, yeah. How, how about for you? If uh, you're already dead in this situation. So is, is this your heaven or your hell? You get that swank penthouse apartment would, with a cool closet. I'd love that. I mean, that'd be great. I'd, I would take that over just whatever the void of space or anything like that that sounds uh that sounds fun but i think that that means that when i went to hell it would be something more like wait i'm trying to think what would a classical billy joel concert i think i'm not stupid enough that you could give me a hell like this and then trick me <laughs> like wait a minute so would you just go nuts from the start or would you like or, or... i think probably what would happen is my personal hell would just be like i just am immediately like chained up and stabbed a bunch like okay. the regular hell mm, right no fire that fire would be very ice. bad is your hell icy uh, or fiery? i you think can't, you can't have room temperature for hell that's for sure i think ice would probably be worse for me mm, okay maybe i uh, like drowning drowning all the time i'm drowning in hell and like i'm getting stabbed but I'm also mm. drowning, so like okay. I, I can't like yeah, drown yeah, drowning would be underwater would probably be the worst hell, the water level. That is don't not, put me in a water level. That is not a nice place to visit. Though I do hear people that are drowning, uh their brain will let out a bunch of endorphins uh when things are getting you know, when they're about to eat it. So that's where it. mermaids come from? Yes. 
I guess. But no, no, there is a endorphin kick. Apparently, the 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 final, I guess, flight response. You know, I am I am a you know died in the wool skeptic, and why. didn't somehow didn't hear until recently that myths of dragons are mostly because people found dinosaur bones and didn't know what they were. I was like, of course, of course. Well, I I don't know because um, you know, in Japan they just we have all those weird like kind of giraffey looking things and kind of liony looking things, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the temples, the statues and stuff. Mainly because it was like a third hand description of lions and giraffes. So that's that's also a good explanation. It's like I want to believe in in further further things, but you know I don't. Yeah, it's you know, like, like I want to. Right, it's like someone from the Middle East visits Africa, sees a lion, and then you know goes trading, tells someone about China, and they go training, tell the Koreans, and then someone from Koreans up in Japan, and it's like you know, this, there's it's not like there's a photo to show, right? So yeah, or just, you take pineapples to Hawaii, and everyone just thinks that whole oh, pineapples are from Hawaii. Yeah, where are pineapples from? I think like the Middle East or something. Oh, okay, that is true. That's not right. That. They're from. Oh. They're not from Hawaii. There's like a a big Del. Mo- I think Del Monte did a bunch of war crimes. Probably <laughs> pineapple I mean, war crimes. Pineapple legally, Republic. allegedly, allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, maybe I'm thinking of bananas because of the word term banana republic. Yeah, maybe that's, why, that's why I brought the pineapple republic. So yeah, maybe it oh. is though. Pineapple colony. Mm. But um. How about for this episode? I mean, there's a, who went into the Twilight Zone? There's only two characters. This, I guess this feels like it was tailor made for your end of episode questions. Like this episode. Just, well, no, it's not because there's nothing to say, is there? It's like, well, there's two people in this episode, and one of them's the trippy dude. Uh, so Rocky went into the Twilight Zone, and hell yes, Rocky deserved to go into the Twilight Zone. <laughs> but uh, okay, question two: Did he deserve it? I mean, yes, he's. he's I know he's did he deserve uh, this nice a hell again he can enjoy himself here if he really felt like it he just doesn't feel like it that's just it he's really he's really upset he was yeah. just he just went from being miserable to being stupid enough to be like yay it's gold coming out of the slot machine to just being like ah i'm bored and i'm in hell like he's just I, I guess like the worst thing you could do to this guy is to make him happy for like five minutes by giving him fake gambling wins. I mean, he can sit around, you know, he can drown his worries and um, and real nice bourbon from real nice decounters, and it, and it doesn't matter because he's already dead. So, <laughs> yeah, someone like me who is a generally fun, optimistic person who makes the I, you know, not to toot my own horn, I do try to make the best of any situation I'm in. I would probably have a pretty good time unless I was drowning and being stabbed by things, which is probably what hell would actually be like. But was me. Right. So does Rocky deserve a stronger hell, you know, extra strength hell? Cause this is like light. This is like light strength hell. No, I think that he, he got a pretty bad hell because he's the worst thing for him is being bored. And also I guess it's just started. Maybe, maybe when it pans away, then he starts getting like impaled by, Maybe the slot machines all come and like throw them out of a window. Right, right. Oh, that 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 would be the second time that happened if that were the case. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he deserve. I think he deserved this. He seems really unhappy. Yeah, so, but yeah, he, you know, after a while, even if you're getting stabbed and impaled, uh, you probably get used to it after a while. 
I think maybe the the whole point of this episode isn't even the the point of this episode isn't even that you do bad, you go to hell. It's that miserable people can be handed everything and they will just be that much more miserable. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, well, he has a chance where he could like change his own mind, do the inner work, man, you know? Yeah. He's he's still a, a thinking being if he's not a living being. So um you know, kind hey, of, sorry, like the best episodes of the Twilight Zone, it kind of is ahead of its time because it's kind of addressing it is kind of addressing that this guy is kind of manifesting just bad stuff in his own life and he kind of really he, he killed a dog when he was six i think <laughs> yeah, <laughs> butchered, yeah i think it's that he butchered a dog because yeah. the dog like what bit him or something or peed on him that's where i'm saying he doesn't deserve this because this doesn't suck enough <laughs> yeah but i'm just saying that it's about him making his own uh I, I think it's like because specifically he was handed something nice to to demonstrate to him to prove to him that he can't even have Enjoy something nice, nice things. This is why you yeah. can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, this is this is the best you can do, and you're still miserable. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I say some of the richest people in the world are quite messed up in the head and miserable, right? So, <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is that you can deny it all you want if you don't have like a large jolly man laughing at you telling you that you're in hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> you need yeah. that you need that like uh elon musk needs just someone right after he buys twitter he needs just mr pip to show up and be like what makes you think you bought twitter <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that's how that probably is what happens yeah they send uh, in we'll they see. send in the guy from blackrock or whatever tell him that <laughs> you actually bought myspace.com <laughs> like there's a twilight zone ending okay uh trip o meter where do you want to trip this on the trip o meter 4.2 okay why the, why that and why the point two? 420 blazing yeah no but it's <laughs> 4.2 because i i feel like i i feel like this is the trippiest episode that i've discussed but i want to leave room for something trippier but you know, like the the pool stop motion pool ball thing, the the uh, the file mm. cabinets. That honestly, it's probably not intended to be such, but the bags just saying the casino is trippy. Okay. Oh yeah, I did. I gave. I actually gave my first five a few weeks ago on the tripometer. This this though is is a little lower for me. This would be like a three point five. Um, all right. Well, I was just focusing on all the trappings. You know, like like the the clothes and the decanters and all that so if i was focused on that so much the i mean it's it, it's kind of like watching a 30s movie right like watching mm -hmm. the thin man or something <laughs> well also part of why i give it that highest score is because mr pip was was trippy and there's that phone that where he had to dial the letters pip that were in different parts on the rotary dial that's trippy. Oh, yeah, that, was, that, that was pretty trippy well th i mean he just fades out i'm still gonna that. 3.5 it just I, I mm. what i was saying when i gave the five is um the five came way because the idea was kind of subtle like what was happening even like the the guest and i we I actually had completely opposite views and thought ours were obvious about what was going on so it's like okay that's trippy that gets a five so this one 3.5 3 because it 
because I like all of the um, like mid 20th century style elements here, you know, but they're not like trippy. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say this. Well, yeah, I think most of these episodes are open to interpretation. I, I don't know if there's a Twilight Zone where it's just like someone just goes into space and then d- disintegrates or something. But that would probably be like, well, you can't argue about that being trippy. But in the sky was opened. Uh, they come back to earth and then they disappear <laughs> yeah but that, yeah well that was a very trippy episode yeah but, yeah that, we gave that one pretty high marks for that so <laughs> but if you followed them but if you like followed them into the void mm. i'm saying it's like oh, okay, but, yeah. but twilight zone is usually better than just like following someone into the void that's star trek the motion picture that was pretty trippy yeah though. Now that's that's great. I'd say two thousand one is the only thing that's really kind of pulled that off, and and it's actually been trippy and shown the trippy thing. But even but, that, I, I will put out there again that this uh, new director's edition four K of Star Trek: The Motion Picture actually way ups the trip content. It's, it's a much trippier movie now. I'm excited. Is that for sale already? Then. Uh, it's on Paramount Plus, and I think I heard it's going to be on disc in September. Nice. I have Paramount Plus. Okay. Hopefully you know, the audio's in sync. You know what my photo filters look like, right? Photo or how, filters? How, how I Photoshop my color photos. Yeah. It looks like they did that to Star Trek, the motion picture, basically. <laughs> cool. So I'm, just, I'm in. Yeah. As I've said on many of your other podcasts, I like that movie. It's, it's, it's now... A colorful movie which you would not have said before i would i'd say it was, it was colorful but it's like a you know not super colorful but now it is okay <laughs> cool uh as i mean as that tele transporter accident i'm weirdly obsessed with transporter accidents and teleporter accidents oh so you've watched like, you've watched lower decks yes okay great show um, no but but yeah that but but i mean that's one of the most memorable ones possibly I don't know. It's like that, and the one from The Fly are sort of like neck and neck. Wait, what? The, came the, back. The, the didn't live long. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, how did you feel about the transporter accident where he's just like mostly transported, but not completely, and then the sound <laughs> is following him around? <laughs> <laughs> that shows great. So he sits at the bridge. Still, <laughs> but uh, and I like they just made a tra- They made a transporter clone and just sort of like sent him off. Yeah. I, I'd probably be, yeah, I'm sure I'll be back at some point. <laughs> exactly. Okay. As for Hopefully this, he's not going to become a, a lame Bajoran terrorist. I assume when he comes back, he'll have a goatee, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> It'll, they'll probably make him a lame Bajoran terrorist. And they'll be like, <laughs> or, sorry, Maki terrorist. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, did you didn't become a lame Maki terrorist, did you? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what Riker drives people to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um this is time enough podcast we're on twitter we're on facebook where it's called time enough podcast we're on the patreon of podcastio podcastius where you could support us and and help us do things like not have to pay for zoom pro out of our pockets and uh let's see we also talk about sci-fi films there at matt and luke sci-fi sanctuary whatever films that uh, oral hygiene and there's lots of video gaming with Luke loves Pokemon. I think monster hunters coming back soon and monster mash. That's the name yeah, of the podcast. Mon- right. But they talk about monster hunter. Okay. Yep. And um, 
what was the last one? Oh, the game game show with game games and the game and the shows games game shows. A game show about games, game game show. There, I was I'm going to do your plugs for you. Okay, because I don't have any. Okay, well, you could like make a plug up. This here, I'll tell you the date. Um, this hold on, hold on. You have to plug for this date. Today it is June thirteenth. Go to the casino. Which gamble one? at the It's the casino. Atlanta doesn't have. Where's the casino? In the other place. <laughs> Droning tambura chime, my hand shining wet and be show, be show. A crimson rosy side show, concoct a fantasy, then let it go. Regaining the innocence, I've got no more need to dive in the here and the now. The center of the penetrating of that's alive. In the swamp of the dragonfly, so it says on the snake doctor sign as the wind songs fly among the bamboo leaves. Zephyrs engulfed and then we Regaining the innocence I've got no more need to die Strong out, put it out and bake a guy Buzzy, bridge to climb Only cut off by the Milky Way In an avalanche of your glitter today David says his bats long enough got singing gods now in their prime. People everywhere are just easy riding through the primordial Gaia is gliding, regaining the innocence. I've got no more need to dive in the fear in the now in the center of the pearl. Nurturing girl, that's alive. Fortunes of the moon on the speed of Mars. I've got no more need to die. The center of the pearl will nurture all that is alive. 